Welcome to the Truth Hurts program. I'm your host, Steve Z. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize in advance if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Please enjoy the program. Mondays usually bring lots and lots of information to the desk and the microphone here at the Truth Hurts program with me, your host, Steve Z, and this Monday is no different. If you live in Louisiana, Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, even the panhandle of Florida, you got a taste of something we rarely get a taste of over the past week. Cold weather. I mean, really cold weather. Actually, sub-zero from what I've been told in some areas of Texas over the weekend. Wow, that's cold. For more than 24 hours last week, Maria Elisa Pineda's pastel green mobile home outside of Houston had no electricity and no heat as temperatures plunged to 9 degrees above zero. On Tuesday, Pineda found her 11-year-old son, Christian Pavon, dead under a pile of blankets in his own bed. A horrifying, terrible thing for any parent to find, trust me, first-hand knowledge. Authorities, prior to an autopsy, are suspecting hypothermia was the cause of the young boy's death. Now Miss Pineda, seeking the real American dream, is suing the two major energy providers in Texas, alleging that her little bambino would not have died had both companies alerted residents that the outages would last several days during the dangerous cold snap. Damn, I should have invested in that predicting the future technology myself, and I could have predicted it as well, and then maybe invested a bunch of money and profited off of it, like Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, did. More on that story in just a minute. A lawsuit was filed over the weekend, as reported by the Houston Chronicle, which accuses Intergy Texas and the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, better known as ERCOT, of failing to protect the state's independent power grid from the historic deep freeze that left millions without electricity, heat, and water for days. Stop. Was the energy company expected to go out and put blankets over all of the power lines? This was a freak snowstorm, a freak ice storm, a product of Mother Nature. Why don't you sue Al Gore, Miss Pineda? Why don't you sue the environmentalists who've been warning of this false global warming? Because if we would have done as predicted, we would never have the need to protect against cold weather. I'm sorry you lost your child. I lost a son last year myself. It hurts. It sucks. Life goes on. Of course, with greedy ambulance-chasing lawyers all over Texas, just like any other state, Miss Pineda is being told that her case might be worth a hundred million dollars. According to Tony Busby, the attorney for Pineda, quote, the power providers long before any of us knew they would not have sufficient power to protect us, and they didn't tell us that. You have people that died because of that. It's just not acceptable. We're going to hold people accountable. No, you're trying to hold a utility company accountable. 
He added that the power providers lied to us in Texas. Well, I don't buy it. This is among the first legal action to be brought against the state's energy providers as Texans wrestle with whom to hold responsible for dozens of deaths and billions of dollars in damages in last week's catastrophic outages. I'm going to stop again. Miss Pineda, did you have adequate insulation in your mobile home? Did you bother to protect your pipes? Did you bother to cut trees away from the power lines that fed your mobile home? Perhaps the power company should be suing every resident who had trees growing near the power lines for causing billions of dollars of damage to their energy infrastructure. I'm not saying that the utility companies might not have some involvement or some complicitness in this, but a hundred million dollars? Come on, lawyers. You're just trying to put your kids through dental school. 58 people have allegedly died in the two winter storms since February 14th, according to data compiled by The Post. More than half of those deaths have been reported in Texas, where President Joe Biden, the groper himself, declared a major disaster only after being begged to do so by Republican Governor Greg Abbott. Authorities say the death count could rise as wellness checks in the next few days reveal the full magnitude of the disaster. The Pinedas are suing both companies for gross negligence. The Conroe, Texas family is seeking damages, funeral expenses, and a judgment of more than $100 million, according to the lawsuit. The family's mobile home lost power on February 15th, but the otherwise healthy boy never complained of any illness or cold, Pineda told the Chronicle. Of course not. The last pictures and videos Pineda has of Christian were taken on that day when the boy saw snow for the first time. After he skipped in the blanket of snow that covered his backyard for about half an hour, Christian played with his toys and was in bed with his three-year-old stepbrother by 11 p.m., according to the Chronicle. At some point that night, Christian's stepfather woke up to check on the children, who were both still responsive, said his aunt Jaliza Vera. But Christian didn't wake up the next day. Now I'm going to stop once again. If you have a family of people shivering in a cold trailer, would you not pack your young children in the big bed so that everyone could be warm together? ERCOT is the first independent grid in the nation, and it's not subject to federal regulation, nor is it required to equip the electric grid for the winter. It's global warming, people! There should be no winter to worry about! We should all be baking in 195-degree weather right now! There's no such thing as winter in a world of global warming! Sorry. The lawsuit alleges just because it is not legally required to do so, does not mean failing to do so is responsible behavior. ERCOT failed all of Texas and allowed providers to fail Texas. To the Pinedas, I'm very, very sorry. My, my heart goes out to you. You lost your son. But there are things you as parents should have and could have done to keep your child from being the victim of cold weather. Little Christian was born in Tila, Honduras, and he came to Texas in 2019 to reunite with his mother, who he had not seen for over a year, 
according to Univision, the Hispanic television network. And I'm not saying that if, by some stretch, this utility is directly responsible for killing this child, that that utility should not be held accountable. But looking at it from a common sense point of view, if your power is out, then you do what you have to do to protect yourself and your family. You huddle together for warmth. You maybe have natural gas to run your oven. The autopsy will prove what actually happened, and there might be some compensation due to this family. And I know you cannot put a price on the life of a child, or anyone for that matter. But to seek $100 million, bingo, bango, bongo, right out the gate, in my opinion, there's lawyers out there probably knocked on that door the moment the police scanner went off and said there was a young child who died from the cold. I bet the lawyers were beating down the door of that mobile home, making promises to the Pinedas that you will own the state of Texas. You will have a mansion on the hill. And after they take their 40% cut, those lawyers, they won't have to worry about the cold weather either. Now, earlier I hinted at the Jerry Jones connection. Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys football franchise. He was among those who profited heavily off of the historic freeze that hit the state of Texas this week. According to The Spun, a website, record low temperatures and unprecedented winter weather hit the Lone Star State this week, leaving millions without power and water for several days. Jerry Jones's company, Comstock Resources, Inc., reportedly hit the jackpot as a result. As demand for natural gas increased during the storm, prices soared, allowing the Cowboys owner's company to earn massive profits. According to Chief Financial Officer Roland Burns on an earnings call Wednesday, this according to Bloomberg, quote, This week is like hitting the jackpot with some of these incredible prices. Frankly, we were able to sell at super premium prices for a material amount of production. Jerry Jones invested $1.1 billion into Comstock two years ago. Sports Illustrated seeks to give Jerry Jones a pass in this, saying, This is the kind of thing Jones has always done. Shrewd business. According to the Spun article, Jerry Jones is doing what he has always done, trying to cash in. He's damn good at it. He's a billionaire for a lot of reasons. Business acumen, luck, fearlessness, and the willingness to do things like jack up the price of natural gas at a time when the people of Texas need it the most. Of course, this is a back page kind of article. Had this been Donald Trump, it would have been first page news, front page news, headlines on all of the major media leftist networks. They would be calling the billionaire Donald Trump a horrible human being for doing what he has always done cashing in, being a billionaire for lots of reasons, business acumen, luck, fearlessness, and willingness to do little things. Others, meanwhile, are criticizing Jones for profiting off of the terrible time. A Berkeley professor wrote on Twitter, as his fellow Texans suffered and even died due to the state's power outages, Jerry Jones' natural gas company was gloating about, quote, hitting the jackpot, unquote, thanks to skyrocketing gas prices. Billionaires profiting off of human suffering is a feature, not a bug, of our rigged system. 
I'm sure that Berkeley professor doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of money, and he's just jealous and envious that his years and years and years of schooling leave him with a meager income. But remember, making billions in profit off of other people's woes is nothing compared to the hard life decision that Jones will have to make on Dak Prescott because the franchise quarterback enters the 2021 offseason as a free agent looking for a long-term deal. Hey, Jerry, why don't you hire Hunter Biden? I hear he's highly experienced in natural gas futures. Hmm. Lack of electricity got you down? Did you lose power during the major anti-global warming protest last weekend? Did Mother Nature freeze your parade? Did your wind power turbines freeze up? Did snow cover your solar panels? Is that whole green energy lie starting to reveal its true failing nature? Here's football athletics team owner, Jared Jones, who also owns the natural gas supply in Texas. Y'all got cold last week? Why not do what I do? I'm Hall of Fame legend and team owner, Jared Jones. I use Merkin made natural gas to heat my mansion. That along with lots of electricity from both the grid and from those three massive diesel generators on my palatial estate here in Texas. Yep, when you're a multi-bazillionaire like me, you can afford to buy and sell actual people like Dak Prescott and other bred athletes. So you can surely afford to stay warm during the anti-global warming weekend. If y'all had natural gas in your houses, businesses, and mobile homes, you would have stayed warm all weekend and your pipes wouldn't have froze neither. You poor folks need to learn that buying my natural gas, even at highly elevated prices, would have saved your houses and your lives. Now hurry up, bury your dead, clean up your messes, and make sure to come see my boys, the cow boys, play. And tickets ain't gonna sell themselves. Y'all stay warm now, you hear? This message was brought to you by the athletics team owners who also invest heavily in natural gas. Looking to profit from your loss. It's what we do. We're big business. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. As of the time of this program's recording at 11.30 a.m. Central Time, February 22nd, 2022, Walmart's stock price has dipped over one and a quarter percent on news that Walmart will eventually join a growing list of retailers that will be boosting some of their employees' wages to $15 an hour. But unlike rivals such as Target, Amazon, and Costco, all of which now offer a base pay rate of $15 an hour for every employee, Walmart, the nation's largest private employer, is keeping its starting wage at $11 an hour. Now there are pay raises at Walmart, but it means that some of these 730,000 plus hourly workers will not receive at least $15 an hour once the changes go into effect. Doug McMillan is Walmart's chief executive officer and he said on Thursday that some of the 730,000 plus hourly workers will receive at least $15 an hour once a change goes into effect. But that also means the same number of people will not receive $15 an hour wage immediately. Mindy Hughes is a Walmart cashier. She said, quote, I've been working at Walmart for 11 years and only make $11.85. And most of us cashiers, along with hundreds of thousands of others, 
are once again left out of the raises that Walmart is giving. She said this in a statement released after Walmart announced pay raises to many of its employees. Hughes is a leader with United for Respect, which describes itself as a national nonprofit which is not a labor union. They've successfully campaigned for Walmart to raise its starting wage to $11 an hour back in 2018 from the original $7.25. She said, Being a cashier in the COVID-19 pandemic is among the most dangerous jobs there is. Bullshit. Why is it so hard for the richest family in America to just do what they should have done years ago and raise the base pay for all Walmart associates to $15 an hour? Dollar Tree, Home Depot, Chipotle, Burger King, Kroger, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, all of their cashiers earn less than $12 an hour, according to Glassdoor, a site that collects anonymous salary information from current and former employees. Lori Sachalow is the Chief Corporate Affairs Officer at Chipotle, and she said, At Chipotle, we pay our hourly workers above federal minimums, and in some jurisdictions, employees are already paid $15 an hour. And it's true. The current federal minimum wage in the United States of America as of this day, February 22, 2021, is $7.25 an hour. Minimum wage. It is designed to be an entry-level position. If you are still making minimum wage after 11 years of service with a company, then only two things should be considered. Number one, you are not a quality employee deserving of more than the minimum wage, or your company sucks and you should go find another job. Burger King and Dollar Tree average cashiers make $9 an hour, which is $1.75 an hour more than the minimum wage. The Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates that nearly 400,000 hourly workers in the U.S. earned $7.25 an hour in the year 2019. They're claiming another 1 million earned below minimum wage, and that's probably for people who work for tips. Those are jobs if you don't like, you should leave. But I know lots of people who make lots of money on tips, and they're just happy right where they are. Gropey Joe Biden and the Democrats are pushing to increase that federal minimum wage to $15 an hour and eliminate the tipped minimum wage by 2025. That would mean that all of the current waitresses and servers who make $2 an hour or so plus tips will be entitled to $15 an hour. That will most certainly put an end to gratuities and tips. And those folks won't get to keep that little cash stipend that they receive every night. They'll have to report their wages at $15 an hour, meaning they will have to join those who pay taxes. 17 million workers are expected to see their wages boosted, according to a report published by the Congressional Budget Office. But it's more likely going to be well more than that, because I've gone through that whole scenario with you. If the $7.25 an hour guy goes up to $15 an hour, so will the $9 an hour, the $10 an hour, the $12 an hour, and the $14 an hour employee. They will all have to go to $15 minimum. But if you were making $7.25 before and your shift supervisor was making $14, 
let's say, double your salary, he will certainly not be happy at $15 an hour and believing that if he made double your pay before, he would have to make double your pay now, which means when you go to 15, he's going to demand 30. Now we know your store manager was only making around $25 an hour, so he's certainly gonna demand 50. And every price of every good and every service in the country will skyrocket as inflation goes out of control. That coupled with the massive debt and deficit that our nation has, along with these $2 trillion stimulus packages every few months, we will be Venezuela before you can shake a stick at it. 1.4 million workers are expected to lose their jobs, according to the Congressional Budget Office's estimate. About a million will no longer be living below the poverty level, however, if $15 per hour is enacted. Well, if they all lose their jobs, they'll be below the poverty level. This thing is an absolute mess. It's a debacle in the making. And this article about Walmart not boosting every single employee to $15 an hour, even before $15 an hour minimum wage is enacted as law, proves that there is going to be a hell of a mess in our economy. So let's take the difference between $15 an hour and the $11.85 an hour current wage that she is making. That's $3.15 an hour times 40 hours a week times 700,000 people. That works out to about $88 million a week that Walmart will have to pay in increased salary, which is over $4.5 billion a year that Walmart will have to pay in additional salaries. That is, again, using $15 an hour proposed as opposed to the $11.85 that she is making times 700,000 employees working full-time for 52 weeks. Imagine how much the prices will have to increase on those figures alone, not to mention all of those who are currently making 15 who will be demanding increases because they earned their place above minimum wage. And when that becomes minimum wage, they will demand exponential increases accordingly. It's simple math, people. Inflation will have no choice but to run rampant with the $15 minimum wage. And no, I don't think $7.25 an hour in this day and age is a living wage. It's not designed to be. It's designed to be a minimum starting wage. If the government came up with something realistic, like from $7.25 to $8.75 next year, and then two years down the road, $10 an hour, and then two years down the road, maybe 12, and then two years down the road, maybe 1350, and then two years down the road, maybe 15. The economy would be able to absorb that. Buying habits of the people, supply and demand would be able to absorb that type of increase. But to simply double, more than double actually, from 725 to $15 an hour is going to be a slam against the economy. It's going to cause massive layoffs, massive inflation, things we as Americans simply cannot afford, especially in this time of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus pandemic economic downturn. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. 
Former MMA star and actress Gina Carano declared she's not going down without a fight in her first interview since being canned from the Disney Plus series The Mandalorian. She's accusing that company of bullying her and applying a double standard. Carano broke her silence to her new boss, Ben Shapiro, sitting down with a conservative commentator for a special Sunday episode of The Ben Shapiro Show where she claimed she'd learned over social media that she'd been canned from the Star Wars franchise earlier this month. She faced widespread backlash when she reshared a post that suggested that being in the conservative movement in 2021 was similar to being a Jew during the Holocaust. Lucasfilm swiftly cut ties with her, saying her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. She came out swinging against Disney, admitting the writing had been on the wall since she had crisis talks with the higher-ups last year after she was accused of being transphobic. All right, so those of you who don't know what transphobic is, it's not the fear of becoming a transgender. It's not the fear of transgenders. Supposedly, you are transphobic if you say anything negative about any transgender person, any transvestite, any aberrant human being, who can't understand that the XXXY chromosome determines whether you are male or female. And that is the only science out there. Ms. Carano said, I've been through so much and I've seen so much now, clearly, of the bullying that's been taking place. And I saw it before. I'm not the only one that's ever been bullied by this company, and I know that so deeply. I was prepared at any point to be let go because I've seen this happen to so many people. I've seen the looks on their faces. I've seen the bullying that takes place. And so when this started, you know it's only a matter of time. I've seen it happen to so many people. I just thought to myself, you're coming for me. I know you are. She added, just a couple of weeks ago, Lucasfilm asked an artist that they employ to erase my character and put a different character in place. And he proudly announced this on Twitter and erased my character and put another character in place. Carano has also accused Disney of having a double standard, saying executives have been watching her like a hawk, but other people on the same production could say everything they want, and that's where I had a problem. I had a problem because I wasn't going along with the narrative. I could share a story and would turn things around in the media, but I can't do that because it would be selling out a friend that I don't really have the same views as, but I'm not going to sell out someone to take the attention off me. Everyone is afraid of losing their jobs. She only briefly touches on the post that got her fired, which included a photo of a Jewish woman in her undergarments, screaming as she ran away from men and young boys armed with clubs in the Ukraine in 1941. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Gina Carano did not originate that post. She did not write it. She did not insert the photograph. She simply shared it on her social media platform. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? She said her only intention was to bring people together and that she believed the post was more about people tearing each other apart. She continued, I do want people to know that this has not been easy. I'm a human being. I have so much to learn and grow, and I am. I am deeply understanding. It's like the curtains got pulled, and 
I'm seeing so much. Being canceled might become trendy one day, but don't think that when it happens to you, it's going to be easy because it's not. It's maybe going to be one of the hardest things you've ever been through. But each day that goes by, you find your legs again, you stop feeling sorry for yourself, and you show up. She added, my body's still shaking. It's devastating. But the thought of this happening to anybody else, especially to someone who could not handle this the way I can, no, they don't get to do that. They don't get to make people feel like that. That's going to wrap up the second edition of the Truth Hurts program for the middle of the day, Monday, February 22nd, 2021. Go out there and make the rest of today a great day. It looks at least for now like the icy, frigid, cold weather has gone back up north where it belongs. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. If you like what you hear, tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, just stop listening. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. If our opinion or content offends you, we apologize, but we retract nothing. We do not own the rights to any pre-recorded audio presented during this episode. Those rights remain the intellectual property of the originators. This program is copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Network. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was produced in cooperation with Studio 63 and Steve Knight Productions. We'll see you next time.